This episode is sponsored by Upmost, supporters of Team Guernsey at this summer's Island Games. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into Ireland sport. Plenty coming up for you this week with me, Tony Kerr, and alongside me, Gareth Depravo. Hi, Tony. Uh, great to see you, Gareth. Uh, yeah, busy week. Um, lots going on, as ever. Um, coming up on this week's pod, we're going to be hearing from the coach of Guernsey's men's basketball team. Um, Adam Farish has named his 16-man training squad ahead of the Ireland Games. Um, we have been hearing from representatives uh, representatives from every sport as they've named their Island Games teams. Um, as I say, 16 on the page for Adam Farish, which he'll have to trim down to 12 at some point in the near future. But given that he'd named them, we thought we'd get him in for a chat and an entertaining one um, it was. So that's coming up. We'll also be looking ahead to a big weekend um, for Guernsey's women on the hockey pitch. Um, they go at Foots Lane in the next round of their National Cup competition. So that's going to be an exciting one. Now, we mentioned him on Monday's football podcast. Uh, Alex Scott had an exceptional performance um, in the FA Cup uh, at the weekend, Bristol City beating West Brom. And the reward for him and his Bristol City teammates is a pretty big one in the next round. We couldn't wait till Monday, I think, to talk about this one. No, it was great. It was really exciting when I, when I saw it, to be honest. But uh, yeah, Bristol City got the Premier League champions, Manchester City, coming to Ashton Gate in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And of course, that means the, the meeting of the Guernsey Grealish and the real Jack Grealish. Um, yeah, the Bristol City fans affectionately uh, nicknamed Alex the Guernsey Grealish because he's very similar in the fact he's an attacking midfielder, a very classy midfielder. Gets fouled a lot. <laughs> yeah, gets fouled a lot. But it also sort of has his... Has his uh, uh, socks around below his calves like Jack Grealish does and uh, yes yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a really big draw for for the Robins and uh, yeah let's um, fingers crossed that it might be chosen for sort of live TV as well it'd be great to be able to watch that one yeah that is a huge opportunity isn't it um, I think slated for the first week of March possibly a midweek game yeah, they're. Um, I mean, they say that these games are scheduled for sort of like around the first of March. So that that's what we're sort of looking at, at the moment. But um, the the TV um, channels, both BBC and ITV, they have um, they have selections to make as to which games they want to show. So it, it might well get changed for broadcast issues. But um, it'd be great if it does. We, we don't want to hype him up too much. Uh, the comments from the Bristol City fans on Twitter were fantastic, as you say. Lots of references to Greenish. Also, yeah, comments like it's going to be Scott versus De Bruyne and stuff like this. <laughs> Um, yeah, what a what a platform that's going to be. And hopefully, gets to the start of March, um, fit and firing, and um, yeah, continuing that fine form because. Uh if the TV cameras are there, it's going to be uh, quite a spectacle and, yeah, put on a show there and you never know. Well, you sort of hope that um, if that is the case, um, the people who don't really know about Alex Scott, who are basically tuned in to see Man City play some some of their quality football, just they perhaps um, spot this uh, number seven wearing guy in red who's impressing them as well. And it'll be the guy who used to wear the green with Guernsey. Yeah, fantastic stuff. But more on that on the Guernsey Press football podcast to come and in the, the paper, of course. Away from that, an interesting assignment coming up for independence on the cricket pitch. We obviously spoke a fair bit about them um, last summer. Um, they were on the back page on Wednesday because, um, yeah, their trip to the European Cricket League down in Spain is, is coming up um, pretty fast. I think you've been speaking to uh, to one of the stalwarts of that side. Yeah, Will Peatfield, who's um, obviously an island all-rounder. He's one of the best players in the island, but um, he's Indies through and through, as well as his father, Toby, who's managing the team when they go away, and his brother, CJ, who's part of the team as well. Um, 
actually, I think there's three sets of brothers going on this trip. There's um, Nightingales are going, the Stokeses are going, and the Peatfields are going. So there's uh, there's a lot of uh, family affairs going on in that one. But uh, no, it's a great opportunity for for Indies. Um, Griffins obviously took part for the first time last year as Guernsey's champions. Then Indies went and won the Roselle Shield for the first time in their club's history last uh, summer. With a, I mean, they've got a very strong team. Unfortunately, Zach Damerel won't be available for this trip, which is a bit of a shame. But um, they've got else. Pretty much everyone else is uh, available, and uh, they they've been drawn in. I mean, it's, it's it's really hard to know what opposition they're coming up against. But the fact that they've got an English side in their their group means that they'll probably be a a tough side to beat. Um, I think they've also got German, Greek, and uh, Estonian opponents to to look forward to in the T10 format. Very quick, sort of crash bang wallet cricket but um yeah i'm sure they'll be looking forward to it they've been working hard already i think they've done a month's worth worth of nets already and um yeah the likes of uh tom nightingale and matt stokes i think it'd be their chance to shine in the, in the spanish sun hopefully yeah looking forward to seeing how they go there well we'll definitely catch up um with some of the indie squad before they head off at the end of this month um want to say congratulations to Guernsey's young tennis players. We featured the news of the return of the junior insular on last week's pod and um, they had a very good weekend. Uh, a green wave as it was described <laughs> in the Sarah Woolen's press release. Um, swept across the Channel Islands and um, victories in both the under-14s and the under-18s which were sort of played across both islands. Um, yeah, so really really good stuff and uh, an, an encouraging performance in the return of the junior insular. So um, yeah, very pleased to see that. And it was a good weekend as well for the Green and Whites. Guernsey Raiders winning handsomely on the road. Yeah, um, Anthony Armstrong got a, a hat-trick of tries away to Westcliff. Um, it w- I mean, Guernsey would have gone in as favourites with Westcliff um, at bottom of the National 2 East. But um, yeah, Westcliff sort of gave him a bit of a scare. They scored a couple of early tries, so Guernsey had to fight hard and they ended up coming away with a with a 41-13 win with uh, seven tries in total. Um, yeah, the head coach, Jordan Reynolds, was very pleased with um, Armstrong as well as fellow winger Callum Roberts, who's sort of just back ready from injury. He's been training for a while, but he's only that was his first full game for Raiders since November. Um, but yeah, so that's a, an important win for Raiders, who've now got a trip to Bury St Edmunds this weekend, which is a big game now because they're the, sort of like the side directly above them and I think a win would take would see Raiders go above Bury St Edmunds, even though um, their hosts will have a game in hand or two. But uh, the Raiders are looking to climb the table and they've got the chance to this coming weekend. Yeah, good little buffer building between Raiders and the teams below them. As you say, though, um, uh, most of the teams, if not all of the teams around them, have got a game or two in hand. But um, yeah, nice little buffer there and Raiders looking up rather than down. Um, good news as well for supporters of the Raiders because um, they're going to be streaming, I think, all of their away games going forward forward um, back into the clubhouse um, starting with Saturday's game um, against Bury St Edmunds um, it's a one o'clock kickoff bar opens at 12 so um, yeah I'm sure there'll be a few in there to watch those <laughs> undoubtedly especially uh, with Six Nations starting as well yeah exactly very good timing and um, yeah good new way to keep track of um, the Raiders when they're away from home uh, right that's it for part one coming up next we'll be talking basketball Welcome back to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. Uh, now, if you've been listening over the last few weeks, um, you'll have heard from quite a few of the athletes, team managers, coaches um, who are going to be involved with Team Guernsey this summer. Um, team Guernsey sponsored by Upmost and uh, they're supporting this podcast as well as we um, speak to representatives from all the sports as they name their squads for Guernsey 2023. And the latest batch of names we have are from basketball. Um, Guernsey's men have named a 16-man training squad. It will be trimmed 
trim to 12 at some point in the build-up to the games. Um, but yeah, really good news for those 16, and um, they can really focus now uh, on building up to the games. I'll quickly run through them. Aaron Walden, um, the captain, so you'd imagine he'd make the final 12. Um, and he's joined by Matt Sawbridge, Max Hamon, Jason Hooper, Martin Yabsley, Mike and Pete Bozier, Dan Marriott, Jason Hull, Blake Carre, Saul Faller, Nico Robinson, Callum Lemoynian, Sheck Sesse, James Alderton and Jim Rowe. Um, so yeah, those 16 are going to be working very hard, I'm sure, going forward. And um, their coach, the man who's um, put their names down on paper, Adam Farish, uh, joined us for a chat earlier this week. Well, Adam, welcome to the pod. Hi, nice to be here. Great to see you. Um, an exciting milestone in the, the journey to these games. You've named um, a squad of, well, initial squad of 16. Um, how excited are you to, to get some, some names down on paper? Yeah, it's been well, excited and a little bit disappointed as well because I think so many of the guys have, have worked so hard um, this year. It's been we've had a big squad squad of about twenty five that have been training. Um, you know, very few people who've let themselves down, but it's been fine margins to to get down to a sixteen. And um, so yeah, it's been, but it's good. And I think um, tonight's actually the first time we'll get to work with that sixteen and get to work with them and start planning for the future. We've obviously had lots of plans involved, but didn't necessarily want to share all of the training and all of the stuff we were going to do with the guys previously. That felt a little bit harsh to tell them here's all the good stuff you could be involved in and then you know make the cuts but it's always a bit bittersweet you know it's um it's something in my basketball career I experienced a lot of on the wrong side <laughs> having only been picked for for one island games and one in Torinsula personally um I do know how hard it is to get cut so it's um yeah it's done with with some bit of sweetness I think yeah and in terms of the planning that you've put in as coach I mean it, is this how you would um sort of build up to island games normally or is it different because it's a home games is that giving you a bit more flexibility um, so yeah, probably not as much as we would have hoped. Really, I think I was I was figuring that I'd probably be able to make the final twelve selection you know, a week before or a couple <laughs> of weeks before. But actually, um, we need to get those names in by the end of April. So, um, which is very similar to what we would normally do anyway. So um, yeah, not not a huge difference, I guess. Um, it's just the availability of on island players and and being able to sort of think slightly differently about our planning for the games itself means that we can actually start practicing some of that stuff here. So thinking about how we have meetings, how we how we use our sort of playbacks and our stats and all the sort of video stuff um, we can start doing that on island as we will be for the games so that'll be the big difference for us yeah. um, you say you've sort of been working with about a group of 25 mm. so far Adam um, when it comes to sort of narrowing it down to 16 how much of it is sort of like just um, gone more on sort of various things you go through your head in terms of how games might progress and whatever because it, it can't be just sort of like the best 16 you must have sort of different connotations going through your mind yeah and I think that's something which I was really keen to impress on the guys throughout this process like even prior to this throughout the, the sort of throughout this season really is that actually I think maybe in the past what we have done is we've taken our best 12 mm. um, to the Island Games now we've obviously come fourth in the last three island games you know the perennial <laughs> bridesmaids you know the worst spots so we've had to look at something different and I think one of the things that's really hard is obviously if you do take your your very best 12 you're inevitably going to have several players who are going to be sitting there on the bench who are used to playing big minutes for their teams and that can that can both affect people's games and just their mentality so mm. I think we're thinking a little bit more about role players we're thinking about people who are more content to sit on the bench and come in and do a job so that's reflected in the 16 mm. as well so it absolutely means yeah some of the people that did miss out on that 16 16, um, absolutely have a case to say I think I might be a better all-round player than some mm. of the people in it yeah that's fair enough but actually um, you know there was some of course one of the big things that really affected things was Jason Hooper coming back yeah. and um, I know Matt Sawbridge is our, our premier point guard at the moment he's been sensational this season his work rate's incredible he's a leader um, Hoops has come back 
really quite humble, which anyone knows Hoops is quite, quite <laughs> remarkable in itself. Um, that's said with love. Um, but he has, you know, Hoops has come back with a fantastic mindset. Um, and But up until that point, I was talking a lot about looking for a backup point guard for Sorby. Mm. Um, with Hoops coming along, I think there's some really unlucky guys there who were all pushing hard for that backup mm. spot. Who, you know, I think they all saw the right on the wall when probably Guernsey's greatest ever comes back into the frame. <laughs> it's not a bad reason to, no. to be pushed out, I suppose, but it was it was tough on those guys who've been working hard up to that point. Yeah, I mean, in terms of names, like you say, Jason Hooper sort of tends to lend himself to a Guernsey side, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, if, if, that's, if that's the guy that got picked over yeah. you, it's not too bad, is it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. How is his fitness, by the way? Mm. Yeah, really good. I mean, I keep giving him a bit of stick. He's, he's a little bit thicker than he used to be. He's got a bit of, bit, bit of junk in the trunk, but um, no, he's, he's, look, he's in great shape. I mean, he's, yeah, it's 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 remarkable really i think um you know the conversations i've had with him with his partner katie who, who works just around the corner from me we'd, we'd sort of have conversations and i didn't i didn't think he'd make it back mm. um you know and i guess you bet against hoops he's going to prove you wrong because yeah. that's, that's the sort of guy he is he's stubborn and determined and um but i yeah i just didn't think he'd, he'd ever get back to any sort of shape um you know his back seemed to be so destroyed mm. i didn't think he'd ever step on court again i'd seen him move a bit stiff but he's just gone from strength to strength and you know when he as soon as he comes back you kind of realize what you've been missing and now he sees mm. the game and yeah. actually him coming in as a role player um, he doesn't believe me but I actually think this could be the greatest version of Jason Hooper that mm. we see because it just it just means he can play a little bit slower he doesn't have to take any responsibility on his shoulders and he can just he can just open up the game for us and be someone who can come in and do and do a few jobs he's a strong lad um, even though he's a bit undersized for some of the bigger spots he can he can still guard some of those bigger guys mm. because he's a smart guy who sees the game so yeah he's a real it's a real bonus to have him back mm. and I mean talking about one person's fitness but Generally, as a squad, it's a it's quite a big age range. Actually, I mean, you've got a couple of teenagers in there going yeah. up to guys of my age, yeah. which yeah. Says, I went to school with Jim Rowe, sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So. <laughs> but um, it's funny with basketball; you go and watch basketball and how sort of high octane it is and what have you. Mm-hmm. But it must be so pleasing that you've got so many guys who just keep themselves in this sort of dynamic shape, sort of even into their forties. Yeah, and I think I think it's something to be said. I mean, I think you look across the the kind of the athletic landscape nowadays. I mean, I think it's it was you know even if you look five years. People were talking about how remarkable it was that somebody was still playing at forty or whatever, you know, and, or even even at thirty-five. It was you know over thirty-five is meant to be veteran these days, right? But it, I just think that's just that's just not true anymore. I think with all the sports science that's been around, that's filtered down to the amateur game as well. And those guys that have taken it seriously and looked after themselves, um, you know, are just looking sensational at the moment. I mean, Martin Yabsley potentially could have been done and dusted a few years back with his knee problems. A shame with Sheck Sesse, you know, these are our, our older guys, um, and they've just worked hard and and you know they're inspirational to the younger players. I know um, and yeah those guys who are sort of in their primes the likes of um, Aaron Walden and Matt Sawbridge and Max Hamill these guys are in their sort of early 30s um, you know work do great guns to stay in shape and, and look fantastic so yeah across the board it's, it's amazing and that's that was one of the big sort of um, uh, deciding factors for everybody you know mm. they have to be fit enough we mm. have and that was one of the things sometimes that showed us up at games um, when you see some of the teams especially teams like Saramar who can just roll guys in who are just constantly fit and they're just running you off the court same with the likes of Cayman etc we need to be to compete at that level and there's no excuse not to really you know mm. that's the bit where you go we can be in control of that the skills wise and what innate talent you've got you can't control but you can control your fitness um, and actually just this week since the team's been called the, the sort of the whatsapp group we set up for that has been blowing up with guys in the gym encouraging saying we've got some shooting practice
practice going on, come and join. And, mm. you know, the hours these guys put in is fantastic. Yeah, it's an interesting observation, you know, about the older sort of statesmen of these games, because, you know, we've been talking about swimming recently, Ross Yates in mm. there, just mm. approaching 40. Um, potentially Dave Merris in the football. I know he used to be a professional um, uh, on that side, but yeah, 42 now and could well be featuring for for Guernsey's men in the, on the football pitch. It's uh, yeah, it's fantastic to see. It really is. And you know, for you guys um, getting to this stage, obviously you've had such or, or quite a settled squad over the years. You know, mm. some players that have been there and, and seen it all. With the games getting delayed by two years, have you sort of had to string them along a bit, or as you know, as the motivation kind of kind of remained as as fierce as it would have been going into twenty one? Do you know it's been amazing? Like, and I, I think I said this last year or the year before when when we were coming out of COVID, that that how hungry these guys have remained, you know. And I think there was you know several of them, the guys I mentioned before, plus the likes of you know Dan Marriott. These guys are all of that at that age range that I coached through from under twenty ones, hoops included. You know, these guys who kind of in their prime, they just watched that kind of go by if you like almost that kind of you know early 30s just 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 disappear with covid but their hunger to get back to it has been it's just it's been easy you know it's not i'm not saying i've not contributed of course you know i'm trying to do it do everything we could and keep people motivated and sharing things on the group and you know i was going out jogging in covid and sharing that with the group i mean me going jogging that's got to be some kind of contribution you know so sharing that hopefully that gave them a little bit of you know i'm in it too you know so um but there was yeah no i think that they're they're across the board, you know, for the, the the way they get out and do it. And I think that's something which I think we were sharing with some of the younger guys, you know, it's not by, um, it's not just by pure talent that gets them there. And I've, I don't think Azza will mind me saying this, you know, back in the day when they were younger kids, Azza wasn't the standout, mm. his incredible talent, you know, just incredible shooter or a massive athlete. In fact, None of those things. <laughs> but what he did have was an incredible work rate, incredible work ethic, determination, you know, would, would work on his skills. And now, you know, he's a consistent shooter. He's somebody who can get to the basket, can finish with both hands. He's arguably the best defender we've got on the mm. island. Um, and that's why he's captain. And he's leading you know, your team. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And what, yeah, you mentioned that the younger players, um, Blake Carey and Sulfala, uh, I think two under-18s. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, what can you say about them and, and what they can bring to this training group and, and if they make the final 12? of what they can show in the games well they're just really really different I mean completely different players really in that Saul's this kind of you know very dynamic exciting you know jumps out of the gym he's got a quick spin move quick hands you know mm -hmm. blocks people that kind of stuff um, real athlete and you know catches the eye um, he's been again fantastic I spoke to him about what he needs to do to to kick on from beyond just breaking into the squad this season and that was to develop an outside shot and you know lo and behold a couple months later he's making threes for fun in, mm -hmm. in Division 1 so you know he's really kicked on and done fantastically Blake is is, is a different character altogether and I mean Blake's an absolute sponge he's just the guy that you can teach him something in training one week and he'll be doing it in the game the next week and he's in one of those sort of multifaceted players again doesn't necessarily catch the eye people he can go under the radar but when we look at his stats and look at his efficiency ratings although they might not always be that high what you will look at is there's not a lot of turnovers mm. there's not a lot of his man scoring on him in, in games and stuff like that so he's the kind of and he's and he's a, he's quite a rangy kid now he's taller than I am I think he's about six foot three you know he's a bit, bit bulk on his frame but he's got the skills of a guard so he's somebody that you know one of the advantages that he's got to maybe contribute into this squad if he makes that final 12 is that he can guard two three four spots um, he's got an outside shot and if he's got a smaller guy on him he can score inside so yeah very different two very different players but both really exciting prospects without wanting to put too much pressure on your shoulders now I mean now you've got down to 60 and you've got to still trim four yeah um have you sort of had a word perhaps with your older players and basically said to them, I'm not going to be sentimental about this? I mean, some of them might be looking at this as a swan song games for them, mm -hmm. but I mean, you want to win a medal. You want to yeah. sort of aim for gold or whatever. So yeah. have you sort of basically said to them, 
your names don't matter right now. They don't. They don't need. They don't need that for me. They know me. They've known me for long enough. To know. Home games. I don't. I don't care who you are. You could. You could be my mum. I'm cutting you. There's no way. No. It's yeah. They know it. And and look. If if anything, they're they're coming to me. You know. And I won't name names. But a couple of the senior players have been to me and said, "Look, should I be here? Am I here on merit? Am I here because of our relationship? Because we've known each other for years? Am I holding other people up? Am I getting in people's way?" Um, and I kind of say that to them. What would I do if you were and I said yeah fair enough you cut me and I was like so you know actually it's the opposite it's them asking me that I don't need to tell them that you know everybody's there is there on merit um, because of the work where they put in and I think they can contribute mm. Mm. and I mean we've sort of talked about this before we came on air actually but the when you're watching league games I mean you, mm. you're, you're there either officiating or whatever <laughs> you're, you're there a lot um <laughs> How's the competitiveness of that league sort of helping you as an island coach to the fact that every mm. game is, is pretty much a thriller, to be honest? Yeah, it's exactly where we wanted to be. And, you know, we, we spoke, I can remember when we first come up, we came up with a draft proposal idea um, after the Jersey Games, which was my first island games in charge, first time we played for a medal. Um, and we lost in a real close one to Gibraltar that year. And we were sort of sitting at breakfast um, after the, the closing ceremony talking about what could we do to improve things. And we were saying, actually, the problem at that point was we'd had, we'd had a team that I think had won the league four times in a row and it was like a two horse race for the last five years and there was a couple of other teams and we said we just need to move people around and we need people playing together more often you know rather than just you know, it was very it was, not that it was clicky I think Jeff Stewart had done a really good job at breaking down some of the clicks and I tried to take that on um, as coach when I took over from him but it meant that guys just weren't playing together enough. Mm-hmm. So we needed to mix it up a little bit. So I think the draft system worked really well to move towards that. And this year, actually, that's exactly where it sort of kicked on. To, and this is this is the, the, the evolution of that sort of 10 years down the road, is that now we've got a really competitive league, but it's played in quite good spirits. There's a little bit of feistiness. There's been a, there's been a little squaring up and a couple of bits of fisticuffs, but you know, nothing, <laughs> n- nothing I mean, at the basketball <laughs> level. It's not, exactly, it's not rugby, don't get me wrong, but you know, a little bit of that, but 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 nothing, it all, say all in good spirits, but tough people playing hard, Hard, little bit of trash talk and that, but all, all knowing that they're going to be training with each other on a Monday mm. night together at Back at Island training and, and together on a Sunday. So yeah, I think that's um, that's going to stand us in great stead mm. and, and that level of competitiveness and knowing the way we want to play. Part of the reason why I've officiated, so why I've refed so many of the games, um, it's been trying to make sure we're officiating in the way that we know the games are officiated mm. um, and the way that they'll they'll play it. And I think that's the same with the other refs that, that I've been doing it alongside is trying to you know let them play, take away the cheap stuff, but let it be physical, you know. And mm. um, and yeah, I think that's going to stand us in really good stead for this year you're not really able to sort of officiate games and have your island coaches hat on at the same time though you can't really do a lot of selection stuff while watching out for any niggly stuff going on no not officially (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's um no if anything i think the island players would probably say they get a harder deal out of me than than the guys that aren't you know so um definitely they've got they know they've got to earn it there's a couple of times they look at me and um, i think sometimes it helps though when you when you're refing if they turn around another ref they might want to have a go up if you know they're looking for selection they're a little bit more polite We'll see how that goes with the guys I haven't picked next week. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we spoke about the longevity of some of these guys. You know, it is remarkable. But you know, they won't go on forever. Yeah. I mean, you, I know you guys as a sport have put a lot of effort into youth development and, mm-hmm. and done some fantastic work there. As an opportunity um, this summer for the sport of basketball to really invigorate uh, the sort of next generation, if you like, and show them why they want to be involved in island games. Is that is that an opportunity that you kind of think is really vital to take? Yeah, definitely. And that's what, that's what we're, we're hoping we get as many people along as possible and you know make it as a, a sort of real good evening out. Because I think our games will be in the evening. The men's and the women's games will always be in the evening so we can get the, the, the sort of supporters to come out. Um, we just want to encourage everybody along to come and see it. It is, and actually, you know, all the way up to island level, absolutely, like you say, there's probably half that squad, half of those 16 probably it's not 
too far to say that are unlikely to be coming back to play island basketball next year you know at least I can think of straight off the top of my head at least four or five of those names have already said this is my last year so there's going to be huge opportunity for, for some of those younger guys so not only the guys who weren't selected for the 16 but also there's going to be a raft of, of new selections coming in to the squad next year to, to join the squad again and to, to bulk that squad out because we want that you know that large training squad is really really important and you know we've got our eyes on guys there's some great stuff some, and so many of these products so, you know some especially the younger guys that are in that um, in the squad and in that 16 have come from the Future Stars program and there's a load that have come through that already that are looking like they're going to be breaking through next year as well so yeah hopefully we can take advantage of it, it, it basketball is a great spectacle I know I'm mm. biased <laughs> but it's an easy access sport with regards to watching it's easy to mm. get in and understand it's fast paced you know there's always scores up and down you know I love football but you know 1-0 2-0 it's not as quite as exciting as you know 89-69 something like that so you know there, there's always something going on so I think hopefully people who um, who are part time or, or have never watched it will come and really enjoy it um, and people who have watched it know what they're in for and I think the way hopefully the way we're going to get it set up at both is your and that kind of arena feel we're going to create in there will make for a, a real spectacle um, and in t- you've, you mentioned the fact we're, we've been sort of perennial bridesmaids in, mm. in, the, in the men's competition the last few years um, I don't know if you'd agree with me but I actually think I mean I've been to many Ireland games in terms of sort of Guernsey sport and where Ireland games stands Ireland games and basketball is almost like the ideal level for us because it Mm -hmm. gives us that that sort of competition where we can aim for a medal but you're never guaranteed anything and you know if you have a really good week you will be on the podium if you don't quite measure up to standard you'll finish 6th, 7th, 8th to me basketball because so many of the islands enjoy it and there's so many strong teams it is ideal for us in terms of a tournament to play in yeah absolutely and I think that's the you you look at you look at the top teams the likes of Saramara and Gibraltar and Cayman those kind of guys Bermuda you look at where those guys are playing the rest of the time I mean Gibraltar I know they're not coming this year but you know Gibraltar were off playing in the the small countries championships in basketball, you know, which was you know that's, that's professional basketball players yeah. playing, um, you know, and they've they've had semi pros playing in their team. Same in you know same with Cayman etc. So guys which that we're trying to compete with, we just wouldn't in any other tournament. You just wouldn't we just wouldn't be getting into that tournament because it would be everybody at that level. But having a handful that we're trying to just pick off one, and you know that's really what it's about for us. It's trying to find that one game. If we can get that one game where we get take that extra step, then we know we're going to be there. I mean, we were so close actually last time in Gibraltar. Um, we played Saramore at first and I think we lost by about 10 and we, if we'd have won that game that would have put us on a really good draw the rest of the way through instead unfortunately we had to play some tough games and, and again fell at the final hurdle but um, you know that's it's just that one game and I kind of feel I don't know I've just got a feeling this year you know and, and I'm not we're talking people talk about a medal a medal it's, it's only one colour I'm interested in this year that's for sure Adam Farish, the coach of Guernsey's men's basketball squad, um, speaking to me and Gareth there. Um, so that is the men's 16 selected. Um, yeah, we wait to see um, who makes the women's squad. Pat Ogier, I'm sure, will be making a selection soon and we'll um, touch base with them as soon as uh, those names are confirmed. Uh, yeah, lots to look forward to. It's going to be cracky at the basketball. Uh, absolutely can't wait to see how that takes shape um, in July. Sooner than that, though, at the weekend, it's going to be a, a big day uh, down at the hockey club, isn't it? As we said at the top, Guernsey's women welcoming English opposition in the next round of the National Cup. Yes, the um, third round of the Tier 3 Championship um, knockout and uh, Guernsey, after their good win against Cheam away from home um, at the start of the year, they're hosting Surbiton Lionesses as their as they're being named for this one. Surbiton is one of the biggest clubs in, in England, if not the biggest club. I think, I think they've actually got about 11 women's sides they put out on a, on sort of a weekend or during the week. 
So um, they're bound to be pretty useful, you'd have thought. numbers, yeah. Well, no, that's right. Um, but this level, um, you know, I think in the, they've got two teams in the same league as Cheam. So it, it, sort of, it should be sort of a, a very decent level. Um, it's a bit hard to know exactly the standard they'll be bringing, bringing across. But, um, yeah, the Guernsey ladies will be looking for another win to progress in that competition. And judging by sort of some of the recent stuff I've seen in the, in the league, um, certainly since the turn of the year, there's um, a lot of people in form. A lot of the island players are, are really sort of um, coming to the fore now, especially with the Interinsula not far away either. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it's always a big occasion when you get a national knockout down at Footslane. And we've missed out on that sort of for a few years now because of obvious reasons. Um, and now Guernsey Hockey have got the chance to basically look forward to back-to-back games because the, the men will be at home on Saturday the 11th as well. So it's a, it's a really exciting time down at Foots Lane. Yeah, really intense few weeks ahead and potentially very exciting few weeks ahead for Guernsey Hockey. And that game probably, yeah, the pick of the local action this weekend. Um, yeah, Raiders and GFC away. Um, where else are we going to be sending our team this weekend, Gary? Well, it's actually it's quite a big um, night on Friday night. Actually, there's a dinner boxing event down at uh, St. Pierre Park where Guernsey, I think, are hosting the East West. Wales Select and the same night there's a big uh, Women's League basketball game two of the title contenders Comets and uh, Pumas go head to head so it's a big night on Friday and then um, yeah big game in the Premier League on Saturday afternoon top of the table clash between Rovers and North so um, yeah there's quite a lot happening this weekend Rid. Yeah good stuff well um, you can read all, all about it in the pages of the Guernsey Press six days a week um, stay tuned to us as well on social media at GSY Press Sport the place to go um, that's it I think for this week um, we'll see you soon uh, thanks for listening and uh, yeah have a good one Cheers, Tony.